Welcome to A Breath of Fresh Air with Brentley Jordan, where we take in words of life about real life. You're listening to part three of an eight-episode podcast series answering one overarching question, who do you think you are? Throughout these eight episodes, we're looking to gather information about you from the one who created you. We do that through looking at what the living God has said about those whom he has created. Here are the four questions we're looking at to help us get an answer to our big overarching question. Number one, why do you exist? Number two, who are you? Number three, what are you supposed to do? And number four, how do you grow? In the last episode, we finished answering the first question, why do you exist? You exist to glorify and enjoy God. In this episode, we're focusing on the first part of the answer to the second question, who are you? Listen to these words from Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God created everything from nothing. I encourage you to read Genesis 1 and 2 sometime this week and try to wrap your mind around this idea that God created everything from nothing. I've never been able to create something from nothing. I have to use things to create other things. I use sand to create a sandcastle. I use wood to create a table. And even in those examples, the creating is a complex process that takes some time. Consider this. As God created everything from nothing... He did it by speaking these things into existence. He said, let there be lights in the expanse of the sky and boom, billions of stars appear. Do you know how big stars are? You could fit the earth a hundred times across the diameter of the sun. The sun is the closest star to the earth and actually one of the smaller stars. It is one of millions of other stars. Creation is huge. It should blow your mind to ponder the power of someone who could create with his words. Now, read the first line of Genesis 1.26 again. Let us make man in our image, in our likeness. This seems a bit confusing. God is referring to himself with plural pronouns, our and us. I'm going to attempt to explain something very confusing very briefly. God actually exists in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We refer to that as Trinity. At the same time, God is one person. 
He is one, but he is three. I realize this doesn't sound possible, yet it's something that the Bible clearly teaches. Creating the universe by speaking some words doesn't sound possible either, yet it's something that the Bible teaches, and I believe it's true. God existing in Trinity actually being three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, so God existing in Trinity lives in perfect community. The Father has perfect relationship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, who both have perfect relationships with each other and with the Father. When God made man in his own image, he was creating a creature who could also be in relationship with God. God and man and woman could share beautiful relationship with one another like the Trinity enjoyed. Remember, of course, that we are created in his image. Your image in the mirror is like you. It's a good representation of you, but it's not actually you. We are created like God in his image. We are quite far from actually being God. On the other hand, we human beings are the only part of creation that is created in God's image. We are the only part of creation that can have a personal relationship with our Creator. That's incredible. Don't forget that or lose touch with that privilege. We are the only part of creation that can have a personal relationship with our Creator. That's huge. That powerful Creator who spoke everything into existence. Are you taking advantage of the opportunity to have relationship with our Creator? You are God's incredible creation. Now, the other part about being God's incredible creation is that you are God's. You belong to Him. Listen to this verse from 1 Corinthians 6.19. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you've received from God? You are not your own. You are not your own. I know that sounds uncomfortable. We live in a world that tells us that we can be whatever we want to be. We can choose whatever we want to choose. Be your own boss. Live your own way. This is the land of the free. Pursue your dreams. There are positive elements in each of those statements, yet Jesus challenges us with some very different statements. In Luke 14, 33, he says, In the same way... Any of you who does not give up everything he has cannot be my disciple. In Matthew 16, 24, he says, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. In Mark 8, 35, he says, For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel will save it. Jesus seems to be teaching that life is to be lived for him. He who created us, provides for us, and offers us saving grace. 
Life is to be lived for Him and not primarily for ourselves. Our life is not our own. This may be the single greatest reason why people reject God. They don't want to live for Him. They want to live their life their own way. The truth is that your life belongs to God, our Creator, whether you like it or not. It is your choice as to whether you want to embrace His ownership of you or reject it. For those who embrace His ownership, He puts His Holy Spirit inside us. The Holy Spirit teaches us more about who God is and how to live to please Him. Embracing his ownership does involve giving our life over to him, admitting our sin, believing in Jesus' saving work on the cross, confessing our sin, and committing to live for him. That's a huge thing. Let me say it again. It's no small decision. It is huge. However, I must also say that I believe that there is no more worthwhile, fulfilling, and amazing decision that you could ever make. He is a God so worth embracing. He is waiting for you with such tender and amazing grace. For those who reject his ownership, they receive what they ask for, separation from him. But rejecting his ownership is rejecting truth itself. To live life disconnecting yourself from the creator of life is truly lonely and tragic. Those who live life disconnecting themselves from their creator will spend eternity disconnected from their creator. Please don't make that choice. So which choice are you making? Are you embracing God's ownership of you or are you rejecting it? Who are you? You are God's incredible creation. Father, I pray that each listener in this very moment would be strengthened today with power through your spirit in their inner being so that you, Jesus, would dwell in their hearts through faith. I pray that each listener would be rooted and established in your message of love so that they may have power to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Well, thanks for listening to episode three of this eight-episode podcast series entitled, Who Do You Think You Are? I hope you'll share this with a friend and join me again for the next episode.